Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Yeah, welcome in pro wrestling fans here on a Saturday. It is the podcast edition of Busted Open Radio. I'm your weekend host, Ryan McKinnell. And joining me, as always, you heard the voice right over there, world's strongest man, Mark Henry, who finds himself in Orlando. And uh, yeah, just a wild morning for Mark Henry. I don't think we have time to get into just how wild, but man, you are a man about town, Mark Henry. Well, I mean. Why not? I've already had my dark match. You know, I drive (laughs) to get my coffee. I see two vagrant people. Wrestling a la Larry Holmes, crossbody off the top of the car <laughs> on top of another girl. I'm on fired up. Let's come wrestling. Let's go all sorts of wrestling. And yes, let's do talk wrestling here on this podcast edition of Busted Open. Mark, of course, we got to get into the main event last night on Friday Night SmackDown featuring AJ Styles and Matt Riddle. Just a really well-executed match. We're going to get into that. We are going to give the fans an Extreme Rules preview, break down the Swamp match and all the other cool happenings that are going to be happening in Extreme Rules. And, well, Extreme Rules, Mark, isn't the only show in town this weekend. In fact, I would say that the pay-per-view that maybe a lot of people are looking forward to more than Extreme Extreme Rules is Slammiversary. That is absolutely correct. Impact coming up in just a few hours with their Slammiversary preview. And how are we celebrating that, Mark Henry? We got Jordan Grace coming on the show. Impact World Champion. Woo! Man, I don't know if I'm going to be able to talk to her. Mark Mark Henry likes that ring attire. Man, I love her gear, man. Her and Megan Thee Stallion in the same category with me. Man, absolutely. We got our own Megan. She does have that little Megan the Stallion type vibe, doesn't yeah. she? Jordan Grace stopping by here in the best the best of Busted Open. Best of podcast edition of Busted Open. And of course, Mark, it wouldn't be a weekend edition of Busted Open without the weekly winner. So Right. I think we I think we got we can kind of guess where that might be going. It's been a bit of, little bit of a battle of the busted open uh, Wednesday night wars of our own. Is it going to be AEW or NXT? Well, uh, that's why you got to sit back, click play, get it going, and you will find out here on a Saturday. Why, Mark Henry? Because that's what we do. That's right. Busted open on a Saturday. Let's get it going. Main event last night. I said I wanted to get more into what is next, specifically for AJ Styles, because listen. Uh, we've known now for a minute. It looked like Matt Riddle and Baron Corbin were gonna we're gonna have their little run, and that's exactly what it looks like. Yep. Uh, after the main event last night, AJ Styles uh, pinning Matt Riddle. Then there was a nice moment there where where Styles looks like he's gonna shake hands with Matt Riddle, a sign a sign of respect, right? And then Baron Corbin comes in, blindsides Matt Riddle, and then we're off with the feud with them. But it did look genuine. It looked like AJ Styles was maybe. Mm, bowing or accepting sort of the words that Daniel Bryan for, for those that didn't see SmackDown last night, right? Mark Daniel Bryan essentially cut a promo in his backyard where he was like, you know, AJ Styles has the chance to be the best intercontinental champion we've ever seen. He just has to, you know, go out and test himself. He has to want it, yada, yada, yada. Right. So it looked like maybe that had resonated a little bit with AJ Styles. He goes for the handshake and he doesn't do anything after Corbin attacks, but it does make me wonder what is in store for AJ Styles. I think battling with that history of, or like the John Cena open challenge with the U S title or the run that uh, uh, Daniel Bryan had or others had with the IC title, Cody Rhodes, seven, eight years ago, whatever it was, uh, but reestablishing some shine to that. I think that could be an interesting sort of inner battle that AJ Styles finds himself over the next few months. Yeah. Yeah, most definitely. I, I, I really like the fact that uh, AJ Styles, listen, you know, normally when you have a guy that you battle with, like he had battles with Daniel Bryan, you would have there would be some angst. There'd be some, uh, I'm not listening to you. You don't tell me what to do, type of thing. AJ Styles did not go that route. You know, he it was like he was giving Daniel Bryan his prop. Okay, I, I, I'll listen to you. You you you've earned the right to give me direction. Yeah, and. The one thing I was, ex- I, I, he didn't go babyface because if that would have been the case, he'd have tried to help 
Matt Riddle last night after he was attacked. But right. uh, he kept his heat. He got out of there and people booed and uh, or what little people that was there. And <laughs> the, the whole reaction, uh, we got that. We got the message. And now, of course, on and running is Baron Corbin and Matt Riddle. And now let's see what Daniel Bryan is going to, you know, say to AJ Styles about him. Why, why wouldn't you intervene? Why wouldn't you stop Baron Corbin from doing what he did? You know, something well, that, that. that. Right, right. Questioning the struggle that might be with inside AJ right. Styles. And he's like, who are you? Who are you to question me? Now, I listen to you and then you tell me, you know, I, I kind of go grab your uh, mantra and, and run with it. And now... Now you're telling me what I should do all the time, you know, like, so there, there's a lot of meat on that bone. I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what's going to happen. Yeah, I am too. And I'm also, you know, I'm interested to see what happens with Riddle and Corbin because, you know, a lot of people are out there saying uh, Corbin's the best heel in, in WWE. I don't agree with that. Um, I, I still think there's some work to be done with Corbin. I think in, 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 in spurts and in flashes, he's amazing. Like when he's good, he's really, really good, but he's got to battle with all sorts of different things. You know what I mean? He, I, I, I don't know if the, the King, of the ring helps him. I'm still not, I'm still, I'm still on the fence about that. I don't know. I go back and forth. I guess what I'm saying. I go back and forth with Corbin a lot, but in this feud with Matt Riddle, it is tailor made to work. You have this character royalty in the crown and he's this big bad boy. That's always running his mouth and, you know, talking shit about everybody else. Right. And, 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 and having feuds with seemingly everybody on the roster, Matt's new to the main roster, to a lot of fans, right? He's chill. He's laid back. He's got the sandals. He's the bro. He's the everyday. It just creates a lot of possible dialogue between, I guess, an alpha and what maybe some people would pick see as an Omega, even though we know, know that's not true. Matt Riddle is the former UFC fighter left on a 4-0 win streak, but you get what I'm saying. Well, I'm saying, you know, I don't, like you say, you don't agree with uh, a lot of the people that say that Baron Corbin is the best heel in wrestling, and I'm on that bandwagon. I, I'm right. To just just to defend that that thought, uh, there's not a heel in pro wrestling um, other than our friend and uh, most loved guy at AEW um, that takes it away better than he does. The things that are the things you like the most out of your superstar. Baron Corbin takes away. And he doesn't do cool stuff because he doesn't want to be perceived as the guy that's trying to get over. Yeah. He, 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 he can do more to, to earn your, um, your respect as a in-ring general. And st- he don't want that. Yeah. He wants to take away what you like the most. And that is where Baron Corbin is the best heel because he sacrifices his abilities and the things that he can do that would make you go, whoa, because he wants you to be like, what a bastard. And that's, he wants to be the dirty, no good rather than uh, this big guy that could do a bunch. Yeah. I, and listen, I don't, I don't think any of this is a fault of Corbin. I think if you place him in good storylines and and lengthy storylines where he can expound on his character and really get that heel work going, he's he's borderline unstoppable. And we know the work he can do. I mean, he is a big man, obviously, former NFL pedigree. Uh, we, we've seen him at different spurts have really, really solid matches. It's more like the dog food with Roman Reigns and just some of the silly stuff that he's been placed in. I don't blame and, and that on him. I'm not. I'm not. That's what I'm saying. I don't put it on Corbin. Right. I'm just saying in terms of like the best heels. And first of all, I think Orton's a better heel. Like right now, I think Randy Orton is more compelling as a heel than Corbin. Now, listen, Corbin's probably top five. Right. Like I'm not this isn't me bashing Baron Corbin. It's just I think he needs the right situation to really be the best that he can be. And I feel like Matt Riddle has the potential to bring that out. Styles make fights. I like it stylistically and personality wise. I think when you start getting Riddle and Corbin on the mic and going back and forth, I think there's real legs to that. So I'm really, I'm really intrigued to see what Corbin can bring out in Riddle because I think Riddle needs it too, because I think you can only be chill. You can only be chill and cool in the flip-flops and whatever the 420, whatever, you know, I mean, I know he's not selling that, but it's a part of his history. I'm just saying you can only be that for so long. You have to add layers to your character. Corbin can do that. As you said, it can yeah. give that to you. So I, again, it kind of, maybe it sounded like I was being critical of Corbin. Not really. I just, it was more to make the point that I feel like he's best 
when he's in a solid storyline that can carry in months. And I think that is what we're dealing with with Matt Riddle. I think, as I'm saying here, uh, Mark, I think WWE is in this one for the long haul, at least for the foreseeable future. Yeah, I don't think that for one second that Baron Corbin is going to fall off. But the thing that I, I look at him the most is the fact that he is the true definition of a bad guy because everybody that he wrestles, regardless of where you've seen them before, they come across as the good guy because he's such a bastard. He's a, he's such a, a, a horrible human being in the ring. And uh, that is hard to do because there's guys, there are guys that you respect and you say, oh, this is a bad dude. But when they get in there with Baron, that guy looks like a baby face. And that, that's, it's a, it's a talent. Yeah. No, it's, it absolutely is. It's not something uh, you can necessarily learn or be taught, right? It's, it's got to be inside you. You've got to have that, that fire and that understanding inside you. And uh, to, to, I think we'll end this on Corbin and we'll take a quick break and come back. But something also I think uh, about Baron Corbin, Mark, is there is an inner heel inside him. I think he's a dude that will tell you something to your face. He, he strikes me as yeah. a man's man. And I think that translates. He, he is. He yeah. is. And, and, and that man, you put it right. You hit the nail right on the head. He is, he is a man's man. He's not fearful about your feelings. Yeah. Hey man. Um, I don't, I don't believe that you saw me walking. So I'm going to say something to you. Like I was, I was walking right here. Like you, you kind of swerved in front of me. <laughs> like, are you trying me? Like he, he'll say it. He's, he's not a fearful guy. I mean, he'll go to, to the big show, to Brock Lesnar, to, to Drew McIntyre, Bobby Lashley, Daniel Bryan, AJ Styles, name a guy. He don't care. If you, if you interfere with his business or come into his, you know, his, his world, he's going to acknowledge you as, I don't, I don't know if you saw me here. Like, why, why are you talking? I was talking. He, he's right. that guy. <laughs> and a lot of people well, look at that as, you know, be, being a bad guy. But I look at it as, you know what, man, that's a dude that stands up for himself. He's that's, a, that's, a real, that's a real ass dude. Yeah, and I, I'd yeah. rather be around that than uh, any other thing. If you don't know SiriusXM, then listen up. Commercial-free music plus sports, comedy, talk, and news. They have it all. A lot of people think you need a car to enjoy SiriusXM, but you don't. You can listen outside the car. Right now, you can get your first three months of SiriusXM outside the car for just $1. Just go to SiriusXM.com busted to see offer details and to subscribe. You can listen on your phone, at home, and online. That's SiriusXM.com busted. Offer available to new SiriusXM streaming subscribers. SiriusXM, no car required. Let me ask you a question, Mark. Just, just, just base level, off the top. Um, it's been a talk around the, the the pro wrestling, you know, sphere for the last few days as the as the weekend got closer. But you know, Bully Ray put out a a poll yesterday that that he talked about. It was basically fifty fifty. Basically, uh, Extreme Rules was leading a little bit in terms of which pay per view were you more excited for, right? Extreme Rules or Slam Reversary? Now I know you're in Orlando right now. I'm, I'm sure you're going to be partaking on some level and what's going to be happening with Extreme Rules. But just base whoa, level. Whoa, whoa, your- whoa! Before you before you start saying, you know, you you got your bread buttered on one side or the other. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna say what I mean and what I'm gonna, I'm gonna mean what I say. <laughs> Shit, no, no, I, I, they know me. <laughs> if I if I I said I'm excited about and I told Bully yesterday, yeah, don't do that to me. I'm excited about the what's going to happen with this whole cinematic horror show thing, but I'm excited about Slammiversary because yeah. I want to see where people are going to go if they're going to go, mm-hmm. and I want to see if they can at Impact reclaim some of that luster that they had. In the TNA years, so this this is a big weekend for me as a wrestling hey, fan. I'm a wrestling I, fan. I, I would say that you bring up a great point, Mark. You talk about reclaiming that luster. Um, it does feel like, and we're going to get into it more here as the show goes on. But it does feel like TNA, or excuse me, Impact is positioned right now. That it's you can feel it, finger on the pulse. People are talking about it. These these debuts that are going to be coming, or these reintroductions, or come whatever you want to call it, right? Uh, it has people excited. It has people talking. So I'm very interested to see 
what comes of uh, Slammiversary tonight. And yeah, I, I'm liking that people are talking about the two pay-per-views. Because, Mark, we talk about this so often with Weekly Winner and AEW and ratings, 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 man. Listen, competition is good. Competition breeds passion. Let's a fire under your ass. So uh, I'm hoping, as uh, along with I would imagine everybody else out there who's listening, that Impact is bringing the heat and it's uh, something to be excited for. So uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to talking to you about it, previewing it, and chopping it up. But for right now, let's continue on the SmackDown tip because last night we got, I guess, a, a little bit more of a build for Bray Wyatt and Braun Strowman. We got another look into the swamp. We got view on uh, Bray Wyatt in front of the swamp where we think the match is going to be taking place. It it was good. It it, it maybe lent a little bit more credence as to what we can expect from this weekend, which is the old Bray Wyatt trying to lure Braun Strowman back into the fold, maybe make him using terminology like I created the monster. Now it's time for the monster to come home. Mark, did it leave you wanting to see this match more? Did it did it kind of light your fire for Braun Strowman and Bray Wyatt? You know what? The fire was already lit for me to see it. I think it did give me more of a reason to want to see it because um, both of these guys are big, explosive, tough guys. And the the whole, the whole alligators and crocodiles, the <laughs> swamp, the snakes, spiders, and all this shit that I don't like, um, I really do think that it, it's given an added element of danger to this whole match. That's that's the thing that I'm getting out of it more than anything. But Bray Wyatt is, <laughs> the, I, I don't know, the, the Fiend is not in the conversation. But Bray Wyatt, I just feel like he's gonna, he's gonna go back to the old Bray Wyatt that, that you know, the, 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 the swamp guy, the guy with the, the Hawaiian shirts, the he's weird and sadistic. That I don't know if people remember. They might just be thinking the fiend, you know, like this almost unbeatable uh mental monster that's that's an aberration of his thoughts and you know, but but this this is a guy that wants to turn the screws. This is a guy that wants to hurt you. He he's not just trying to win. Right. He wants to he wants to damage you somehow. So Braun Strowman is saying that he's not afraid. Let's see if that's really the case when they get in there and he reminds him again that I brought you in this world. And let's let's see where it goes from there. That's it, it's exciting to me. I, I'm more invested, especially after last night. Um, them basically saying that I'm going to take you to task. I'm going to take you back to where it all started. And I'm, I'm, I just can't wait to see what's going to happen. You, you know what I liked? I liked uh, Braun Strowman. Okay. So you see the package, you see Bray Wyatt come out and he he's in the swamp and he, and he's, and he's got the shirt on and it's clearly the old quote unquote, right. Bray Wyatt. Then Strowman comes out for his match with Morrison, Morrison talking essentially the whole show, how he's terrified of Braun Strowman. Strowman comes out in, 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 a, in a promo that we haven't really seen from him, at least, I mean, just almost hysterical, like screaming and shaking and yelling and like, I don't want to say anxious, not fearful, but just like highly motivated and pumped up for this match. But it goes back to something that Bully Ray said when he was talking about Keith Lee uh, this week, when he was talking about like Keith Lee's kind of cadence and how it's you know, labored and kind of slower. And it doesn't just, it doesn't punch you in the fucking face. Right. Braun Strowman came out last night and and yeah, but you know what? It reminded me just how scary, even when it's a little incoherent and you're not exactly sure where the guy's going. If you just scream and turn red enough, you're going to scare the shit out of me. And to to go off a bully race point, I might back up a few feet. So, and you know what? It wasn't a perfect promo, but like to see that emotion and that anger and that, that, that venom from Braun Strowman, I, I, I definitely enjoyed it. I hope we see more of it because it was scary. Listen, I I saw, I thought the promo last week was Braun Strowman's coming out of, you know, I I, I, I need to say this and I need everybody to pay close damn attention to what I'm saying. But this week we got the, the haze in the oven, the haze in the attic, the cakes in the oven come Sunday 
I'm going to be high as a hog's nest. You're going to get your ass kicked. And he just was, and I, that's the way I am when I'm angry. When I'm right. angry, I, you can't understand a damn thing I'm saying. All I want is just. And that's the that's what I got out of Brian last night. He came across as, look, man, I'm going to bust you up. And he was screaming and turned red in the face. And I, I, listen, if I was Morrison, I'd have been scared too. Because just <laughs> now, like that story I told you about the dude being, you know, racist to me, and I'm in the middle of a match. And I, I downed him, and I go out, and, and the guy came in. He saw me so angry. He said, please don't hurt me. <laughs> Because I was out of control. Sure. And that wrestling actually brought me back from that. And But last night, Braun Strowman didn't come back. He went out there, man. And Bray Wyatt better bring a sack lunch. Because if you get a 370-pound guy, angry, strong as hell, athletic, shit can happen that can be out of his control. When you get overly excited... All bets are off. If there's alligators, I hope you don't get thrown in. Them. <laughs> now, listen, I'll say this. I'm probably, not probably, I'm more excited for Slammiversary than I am for Extreme Rules. I do have some concerns around Extreme Rules and how it might play out with the cinematic stuff, more, more specifically around Seth Rollins and Rey Mysterio. But I am going to reserve and hold judgment until after the show. We can pontificate. We can wonder. None of it really matters because we don't know how, if the CGI plays, what exactly is going to play. But I want to say this about the cinematic version of what we're going to see between Bray Wyatt and Braun Strowman. I certainly have reservations. I'm hoping it works out. Um, I have belief in both the talents that it, it probably will. But here's where... I'm, it, it puts me over the edge in terms of why I'm a little bit more excited for Bray Wyatt, Braun Strowman than I am for maybe, say, a Seth Rollins and Rey Mysterio in terms of the cinematics, right? Bray Wyatt has, in my opinion, the greatest cinematic match in the history of pro wrestling to his credit, and that was the Funhouse, the Firefly Funhouse match against John Cena at, at, at uh, WrestleMania. I put that over Styles and Undertaker. I loved I loved the comedy of it. I loved the creativity. I just loved everything about that match. I thought it was so well done. But Mark, and this is something we've talked about in the past in terms of Bray Wyatt. He is a true villain. He is a true heel. He is a true, he, he fits that cinematic role better than anybody else. I think if you could take anyone in pro wrestling and ask them to do a cinematic match, nobody is more well positioned than Bray Wyatt. So thus in this match, Mark, no one is more well positioned than Braun Strowman, right? He is, what I'm saying is he's in safe hands. This should by all accounts be one badass cinematic match if done yeah. correctly. And, and I think it's just going to be, it's one of those ones that you got to try really hard to mess up. Yeah, I mean, I believe that. That's that's a good point you just made because uh, we talked about the promos of Bray Wyatt and, you know, you can even go way back into the stuff he did with Matt Hardy, how good his performance was. And sometimes one individual in a saga can make it. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I mean, it, it would be very hard-pressed for me to think that this match is going to fall short. Because Bray Wyatt is in it. And when he starts talking and you're tuned in to him, he will take you on a mental ride. I mean, just with his cadence as well as what he's saying, um, you believe him. And I, I, I'm, I'm excited, man. I, I really am. I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't doubt whatsoever that they can get it done. But my thing is, I'm excited because is it going to be the whole show? Is it going to be cinematic? It is it going to be like I a, hope not. Yeah, no. That 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 I, I I don't know, and I'm curious about. Yeah, you know what's going to happen. So. Yeah, I think it, Guns and I actually talked about this before you hopped on today, before the show started, in terms of the, the cinematics. I I think they run the risk of doing too many. I would almost like to see them take a show off here or there. I don't, Mark, love the idea of having multiple cinematic matches on one pay-per-view, but it, we're going to get it on Sunday. I'm interested to see how it plays out. But listen, no matter what, even if you did all, the, even if every match was cinematic and you had, you know, from top the entire bill, um, I don't know how they're going to deliver. I know that Bray Wyatt is going to deliver in a cinematic match because he's he's Hollywood. 
Like you could put him in Hollywood as a villain, maybe not like a top villain right off the bat, but you could put him in a, in a crack den in Detroit. Right. And he's the right arm of very Gary Oldman in true romance when he was the crack. Dealer, oh, yeah. Right. You could use him as an enforcer. Is it white boy day? In. It's an a white boy day, is it? <laughs> exactly. Right. Bray Wyatt would be that great menacing white boy in the corner with, you know, like a submachine gun strapped under his vest. I'm just saying he is a very believable bad guy. And, and, and you go back to the, 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 the genesis of Bray Wyatt, right? Go back to, I think it was still FCW. I think it was still FCW when he came up before it was NXT and he was doing those promos. Yes, it was the Hawaiian shirt, but I remember he was like talking about like how he burned He was making reference to how he burned his father alive in a fishing boat. Like it was highly menacing. And you talked about the stuff that he pries on from the real world. Like when he's that version of Bray Wyatt, Mark, I don't think there's anyone better in pro wrestling period because he pulls from reality. And a lot of the stuff that he was talking about in 13 and 14 and 15, when it was the whole world is in your hands, he was talking about the decay of society, the decay of our government leadership and everything. And look at where we're at in 2020. It was prophetic. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that is a real heel. That is a real bad guy. Like what you're hearing? Catch Busted Open live weekdays from 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156 or on demand with the Sirius XM app. One thing that we saw last night on SmackDown, it doesn't really have any ramifications for extreme rules, but I loved what I saw in the ring. It was, I don't know, it was maybe like five, six, seven minutes. I don't know what the hell the timer was. But uh, Lacey Evans, a woman that we both love on this show, and Naomi, a woman that we both love on this show, got in, mixed it up for a little bit. Uh, it was a little stiff, but you know what, Mark? I, I, I asked you a week or two ago with, with Lacey Evans freaking out after the karaoke thing and kind of, you know, running roughshod and being pissed off if that was going to last, if that was a sign of bigger things to come. We both agreed that it wasn't, but we saw last night on Friday Night SmackDown that, again, Lacey pulling some dastardly tricks, this time tying Naomi's hair in between the ropes for a cheap shot and then finishing, uh, you know, with the women's right. I don't know, Mark. I, we might be uh, heading towards a heel run for Lacey, which would be odd because there was really no setup and she just became babyface. But I guess the important part of this discussion is, is we got Lacey back on TV. It was a great short match with Naomi. And, Mark, I want to see more of those two in the ring. Listen, man, I, I, what happened? Why do why do we have to wait this long to get that? I mean, I, I don't care where Lacey Evans is, whether she's it. on the upper side of it or the lower side or the good or the bad. I need more Lacey Evans. You, she's undeniable. We talk about um, Charlotte and Oscar and Sasha and Bailey and Rhea Ripley and you know. All of the the top women, the Bianca Belairs of the world, what, where, where, what happened with these two? There was a time when Naomi was wearing neon helmets and coming to the ring. The entrance was flamboyant and everybody is reaching out for her. And Lacey Evans was... Um, Coming off of the out of the Saudi Arabia match with Nate with, with with Natty, and the world was her oyster. And they just disappeared, both of them. And then last night they went out there and proved that they belong out there. Yeah. And why are you why are you keeping them hidden? I need this, I need this to keep going. Please, for the powers that be out there that listen to this show, more Lacey Evans and more Naomi. They deserve the time. And last night was the perfect barometer of who belongs in the ring. And listen, Lacey can be a, you know, she can be, she can be a pill. And she was last night. And yeah, yeah. I just want to see more of that. Yeah, she's nasty, man. Like, I know she calls other people nasties and she's got her thing, but she's got size. She's got athleticism. And I think she has a real care for the business so much that I, I revert, you know, a couple years ago to where I put her and Bianca in the same category where they had natural raw talent, but they did almost all the little shit right. 
like they just they truly love professional wrestling. And it and in that match with Naomi and Lacey last night, Mark, just in just again a short match, but they went hard. It was authoritative. Again, I hope that's a program that develops. I'm 100 with you. More Lacey and more Naomi all day. Speaking of days, New Day uh, having a match last night. Stipulation wise. Uh, with Cesaro and Nakamura, if Cesaro and Nakamura get the win, then they get to choose a stipulation on Sunday for the tag titles. Nakamura and Cesaro win, so they get to choose. It's going to be a tables match Sunday. You know what? Okay, we can. T- okay, we're excited. Yes, that, that should be a good match. But the only thing that I could think of once again, seeing those men in the ring, and this is not a disrespect to Kofi, to 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 anyone else that was in that match, right? I'm talking about two specific men. When I was watching Cesaro and Big E go back and forth in that ring together, all I could think about is why have these two not feuded for a world championship? I want Cesaro and Big E. I, I love them as tag teams. I love them in anything they do, right? I don't give a I don't care what they're doing, but just watching those two hosses in the ring together and their athleticism, Mark, I could watch that all day. Bro, Big E and Cesaro both are really strong athletic guys. But more than the thing that grabs you the most about them is their facial expressions how they react to things. And in there together, I think they bring out the best in each other. You are 100% right. Why have we not seen these two guys together like this capacity? Is we, we, we see them in tags and, um, man, it's just really, really good to see two big, strong, athletic guys mix it up like they did. If you don't know SiriusXM, then listen up. Commercial-free music, plus sports, comedy, talk, and news. They have it all. A lot of people think you need a car to enjoy SiriusXM, but you don't. You can listen outside the car. Right now, you can get your first three months of SiriusXM outside the car for just $1. Just go to SiriusXM.com busted to see offer details and to subscribe. You can listen on your phone, at home, and online. That's SiriusXM.com busted. Offer available to new SiriusXM streaming subscribers. SiriusXM, no car required. The landscape of pro wrestling is evolving, which means more options for fans. So many activities. Mark Henry and Ryan McKinnell are here to answer the difficult questions. What was the best show this week? If you ain't first, you're last. The week's over, so get over. This is the Busted Open Weekly Winner. Yeah, you hear the music, you know what time it is. It's a Saturday hour, too, so that means it is weekly winner time here on Busted Open. Mark, I feel like weekly winner is going to be a little bit different this week because, well, I got to do the Thursday show with Bully Ray, so I actually did get to talk about AEW and NXT in depth, and then you did the Friday show with the Hall of Pain and the Hall of Fame edition of Busted Open Radio. So listen. I think we both know where this is going to start weekly winner, and it happens a lot, right? It happens with AEW and NXT where we're often going back and forth. We wanted to leave it open for the possibility that SmackDown maybe wiggles its way in there and, and maybe takes a spot. But, Mark, I it feels like to me that it's a toss-up and a battle between Wednesday nights again, but I'm going to let you go first. It's weekly winner time. Who's your pick? You know what, man? Um, raw was was raw. I mean, it, it – it didn't piss me off. Uh, I thought that, you know, Drew McIntyre and MVP was, uh, you know, kind of the best part of it. And Randy and Rick and the whole uh, thing with Big Show was really, really good. And, um, you know, of course, you know, SmackDown um, last night, the main event was stellar, but the show was more about you know, what's going to happen in the main event and what's happening on Sunday. Right. Um, so I, I, I looked at those, both of those shows as more precursors for Sunday, but Wednesday, uh, Wednesday again, won the week. Now who won? Uh, I'll start with, uh, AEW. Um, I want to, I want Chris Jericho is, Right now, the most entertaining wrestler in the world. Um, yeah. He may be up in years and um, in his career, but there's nobody that comes on the screen and pops you 
and focuses all your attention on him. He had guys around him the whole time. I can't tell you what them guys were doing. Up until well, I, will, the orange, I, I, I was going to say, I was going to say, well, I was going to say, once the orange juice hit and Ortiz went swimming, uh, then, yeah. then, then I paid attention to something other then than Jericho. Then I paid attention to somebody else. <laughs> but until yeah. the orange juice fell, like I said, yeah. I, I was, everybody else was invisible. And um, even at the last of the show, I'm soaked in orange juice. And they go up there. Yeah. Like he got, he got the last <laughs> word in. Yeah. Like he knows the business. And I, all you young guys learn how to control the environment with your actions as well as what you say. And nobody does that better than Chris Jericho. Uh, good matches. Love the tags. Uh, I thought some stuff was a little excessive. Um, but I'll take it. I'll take it because people are trying to work hard because they want to be seen. Yeah. And, you know, you can't, you can't not appreciate that um and then you go to aew keith lee and dominic dajakovic nxt you mean i knew nxt i knew what you meant you you know we you know mr tna same thing Uh, (laughs) well well played mark henry well played (laughs) well played sir but but you go you go to nxt and Keith Lee and Dominique Dajakovic, as much as I loved it, I'm glad that that match was not the main event because the main event was the main event. I'm so glad that the ladies got to close the show. Hell of a match. And when you could, the only thing that I can, I can say that compare that match to is you remember Bret Hart and Owen Hart match. At 10? How they wrestled yeah. each other to get to a point and try to win. That's what you got. And, and as a wrestling fan, a lot of people might not even know what it was, but they did so much real wrestling and trying to win that it was fundamentally sound. It was, it was just easy to understand. Uh, I give that match you know, uh, as many stars as you can give a match. And then it ended uh, clean in the middle, one, two, three, no screw jobs. And then I, Dakota Kai kicked (laughs) EO as hard as a human being can get kicked in the face as I've ever seen in pro wrestling. It looked like a bruiser Brody big boot. I mean, she kicked the dog shit out of her. And to go back to Keith Lee, I know I'm all over the place. To go back to Keith Lee and Dominic Dijakovic, I thought that it was sugary sweet. Right. You mentioned that with Bully. Like, I want to, listen, you can can do the babyface, babyface match. And you can big up and respect the guy that you're in the ring with. But at some point in pro wrestling, you have to say, listen, man, uh, I got a lot to lose. I just got these titles, and I'm going to hold on to them for a long time. I'm going to give you a chance because I feel like I got to this point because you were such a good opponent. Right. And you deserve that chance. But don't take my kindness for weakness. I'm going to beat your ass when we get out there. And then we can shake hands if you want or or not. That's up to you. Give me some of that. I don't want this. I don't want to, I don't want to throw a punch at you. I don't want to throw a kick at you. If you're going to do a babyface, babyface match, and it's two good guys wrestling each other, you need at some point to almost lose control. Like, oh, my bad. I almost did that. And they didn't do it. And then the second thing in a babyface, babyface match, every time you touch, you got to try to win. You got to try to pin somebody. Quick roll up. Sure, sure. You're going to have to try to do it. Yeah. And they didn't. And they, they you know, like, so uh, my advice is to go back and look at the match and 
and fix the mistakes that you made the next time you're out there. Because that's ultimately what it is. That every NFL team, NBA, Major League Baseball, hockey, soccer, you name a sport, they review film to get better. And that's what I suggest they do. Uh, I am going to give the give the weekend my weekly week uh, golly, my weekly winner uh, is NXT based on the fact of the main event and wow wow what a match and I think that you could have had that match on a pay per view like oh no question yeah it was entertaining as hell and 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 they what they went over twenty minutes. Like it was, it was, man, it was special. They did a good job. Well, it was a huge moment too for Tegan Knox, right? To find herself in the, in the, in the first, you know, title match of her career in that moment, in a main event, in the way that that was uh, to deliver in that capacity speaks volumes uh, about her and her future. So uh, I, I, I completely understand why you would pick NXT. Another thing real quick about Dijakovic and Lee. I think there was something else at play there. I don't think that match was about that match pro wrestling we all know that right it's always about what's coming in the future but when you noticed when Keith Lee offered the shot to Dijakovic and he was like hey I'm in my clothes like I'm ready to wrestle we let's do this tonight Dijakovic was hesitant he was like oh shit like he wanted to say something to him like he was like well hold up right now like like maybe he had an injury or maybe he wasn't optimal definitely feels like something he can swing back around later mark where he's like well something i didn't tell you that wednesday night was this was happening in my life or i had this going on and i didn't get the rightful chance and then keith's like hey man a chance is a chance i gave you the chance out of respect don't come back you need to earn the spot now and he, he, he can be like well i earned it but you didn't ask you know like you didn't show me the respect you think you showed me i had this happen or i had this happen happened or I found out about this about my personal life. I don't know. I'm just saying it feels like there's something more to that, Mark. So I'm going to be keeping my eyes on that because I think we both know that we haven't seen the end of Lee and Dijakovic. I just hope we've seen the end of it for this current incarnation. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he could have had the flushes goldfish or something. You never know. <laughs> that certainly would have made me upset. That certainly would have made me upset. All right. So Mark Henry has NXT as his weekly winner. I uh, am going with AEW. I, I, we can get into it a little bit before we get to uh, our anniversary preview. And then we got Jordan Grace impact champ coming up here in a few short minutes. Uh, Mark, I just felt like AEW was a slightly better show. I thought they were really good shows to begin with across the board. Uh, as always, I feel like we always talk about with Wednesday, Wednesday night. I just thought a complete factor match for match for match for match. AEW was better, especially when you open with Cody and Sonny kiss the way they did. And and I I mentioned this with bully, but one thing that I really liked Mark and I, and I want to get your thoughts on it. I just loved how, AEW is diving headfirst in with Sonny Kiss, right? No, like, padding, no questions about what you're getting. Like, that entrance was like, boom, there's Sonny Kiss. That's what Sonny Kiss represents. Boom, there's Sonny Kiss's ass. Yeah, it's a dude. Like it. Deal with it. We don't give a fuck. We're AEW. I love that. No apologies. You you, you, you plant your flag and you make that statement. I thought they were, I thought they did that in a very a very solid and a very realistic and just a very heartfelt way. I love that opener with AEW. Uh, you know what? I, I did too. I, I, I love the fact that they are giving people a chance. Uh, they're, they're showing diversity. They're showing inclusion. All the things that they said they were going to do. Yeah. And, and you, you can't deny that. But yeah. um, I do want to see Cody Rhodes not be – you know, we had a fan call in this week and say that, you know, Cody looks like he's, you know, being a heel. I don't think Cody's being a heel. I think Cody is being a, a being defensive because the, the the title is on the line. It's a pay-per-view for him every week. And he's yeah. taking challengers that he don't even know some of these people. So he's got to go all out. And, and hey, sometimes you got to step on a neck or two to get to the top. And I, that's the way I see Cody being hyper aggressive yep. because he has to. And that's what's his job position. His job title is pro wrestler. He's not out there to be the babysitter of some new wrestler that's coming in to challenge and try to take what he's got, you know, and, and I have to give it to you, you know? Yeah. I, I did enjoy, uh, what's going on with Cody, not just in the match with Sonny Kiss, 
but in the last three, four weeks. Yeah, for I'm sure. Enjoying so, what Cody's doing with the TV title. And yeah. he's making a name for that title. Whoever beats him, they better be a mother because he is making this, he's making this title mean something. And I wouldn't want to be the guy that came in there if I wasn't gonna if I wasn't ready to get the job done. Well, so, yeah, that is um that that being said, I, I think we can win her. Um, you know, I, I can see what you're saying. You can flip a coin, I think. I, but I, I, I chose, don't disagree. I yeah. chose uh NXT because of the main event. Um, you know, but you know, I, I a lot of what I didn't like is why I chose NXT as well. Yeah. You know, yeah. like I, I love the match between um, Moxley and I got Cage, but I didn't agree with, you know, a lot of the things around the match. You know, I didn't agree with the finish. I didn't agree with, you know, how it ended. And yeah, I'm with you. You know, so, the, but the work, the match, fine. The ending, turn off. I didn't like this. I didn't like to see the butcher and the blade standing on the rail on the ramp, the whole entire match. Taking why would you go from the match that's supposed to be so important, and then you show two guys just standing on the ramp. I didn't understand it. And what little interaction they had did not warrant um, that that kind of attention. And then you go out and the, the, the guys win and they get in the car and that car won't start. We, we can't have rehearsal and go and make sure that the fucking car can start. Like, I mean, it's, it was stuff that I thought was, you know, not, it, it took away from the attention of the show and the way that the show was supposed to flow. And, you know, I'm, I'm not here to be quality control. You asked me my opinion. That's exactly what we're doing here. <laughs> so weekly winners about, a, you know, how you felt about things. And as much as I add points, I deduct points. Mm-hmm. So... You know, but I, I see your opinion, and um, you know, I, I, I'm I'm not discrediting or taking away from either show. Um, there was stuff that I didn't like in 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 NXT. And but this is this is where I feel like Mark, we really missed the nation. I feel like this would be a great opportunity to jump out to them on a Saturday and get their thoughts because you're right. It does feel like a little bit of a coin flip. I went AEW, you went NXT, but when you talk specifically about the things you didn't like and how you docked points for that. I think that's very valid because, you know, Bully and I got into it. You and Bully got into it. There are very, there were very valid concerns with uh, some of the holes in AEW specifically on Wednesday night. I don't think there's any question. Real quick, back to your weekly winner with NXT. Uh, next week, Mark, next week has all my attention. Dominic Dijakovic taking on Karrion Cross. Let's go. Wow. That, you know, I, I didn't mention it, but that was another reason that I, I was, you know, just to see the interaction between the two. Yeah. Big behemoths and the, you know, we know what, what Dominic Dijakovic could do. We've watched uh, Cross do his thing. I, where does the tire meet the road? I, I'm excited to see that. So, yeah. and they did it old school, too. They, you know, just uh, no big build up. Just, just two guys walking and bumping in each other. <laughs> hey, sometimes that is the concept. I know, right? So keep it simple, stupid, right? Pro wrestling, you don't need to reinvent the wheel. Just keep it simple. Like what you're hearing? Catch Busted Open live weekdays from 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156 or on demand with the Sirius XM app making her second appearance on Busted Open. But but in this instance, and I would imagine she feels pretty good about this, Jordan Grace joining the show right now, Impact World Champion. Jordan, it's your second time on the show, I believe, but this is the first time, and I'm very happy that you get to join us, but you're not going to be interrupted. You're going to be joining us by yourself. So we really get to dive into Jordan Grace in this title match tonight. Welcome in. 
Hey, thank you so much. Yeah, this is my actually my third time. Okay. <laughs> and this is the, this is a planned one. <laughs> so yeah, it's planned. We actually get to hang out and, and dive into this match. Listen, uh, before we get into this match, I I, I just have to ask you, obviously, uh, before any, any interview I do, I love to go to social media and I love to just kind of see what the people I'm you know talking to have been up to. And the first post I see, and I really need you to clarify this for me, just watched a man with no arms speed past me down the highway on a motorcycle. Like this is legit. You weren't trolling. This actually happened. Yeah, that I, I can't explain it. There's no clarification that I can give because I'm just, I was just as shocked as you are. <laughs> so it happened. It was literally it a no-armed motorcycle rider blowing uh, by you on the uh, highway. It happened. I pulled over to, to make that treat, tweet. I was so shocked. <laughs> well, we wow. appreciate you. We appreciate you pulling over and being safe, Jordan. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm going to tell you, Jordan, uh, as a fan of pro wrestling, I'm also a fan of styles and uh, you have a very similar style to someone that I, I grew up watching every day of my life. And I was looking in the mirror, like the power in which you wrestle and uh, the things that you do, the gear that you wear is very reminiscent of this, this really power personified guy that I know. Uh, named Mark Henry. And uh, <laughs> I, I, I love the fact that I see a female representation of myself. I, I love me, Jordan. I love me some me. And when I, when I power, I was like, yes, somebody joined the power club. Like you are that woman in pro wrestling. And uh, thank God for you because um you know, outside of uh, Bianca Belair, nobody's doing the power game. No, everyone's a hybrid wrestler now. Oh, screw that. <laughs> I'm power. Keep it ground based. Exactly. <laughs> Everyone can do everything nowadays, but I think it's important that a lot of people stick to a specific style because that's what make, makes matches more marketable. And your psychology is you know is 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 point on i like not only the power game but i like the putting people in jeopardy game you put people in positions where they are um where they're at risk and not you and you know i i i, I a lot of people in, in pro wrestling i think need to pay more attention to the subtleties and uh what what i want to i want to hear a story about uh, you on the road. Uh, tell us how how people in the gym perceive you. Tell us how how, how the people that make your wrestling gear like uh, I I love your gear. Uh, hopefully that you'll uh, you know keep you know wearing stuff that's got all the colors and the the flexing arms. I love the fact that you you you're in the power game. Like tell us tell us how you came about that. Um, well, I guess I wouldn't say I've always been like a bigger girl, but I've always, I've always not been like no, the normal thing that I used to see on WWE all the time. I started wrestling when I was 14 and that's what I'd watch the divas constantly. So when I started wrestling, I, I didn't know what I was doing and I wasn't strong at all, but I got into powerlifting around the same time that I got into wrestling and it took me a few years to realize that that was what I needed to do. And that was like, that was what I needed to focus on in wrestling because I got really strong really fast. And I was able to do pretty much everything that these bigger guys were doing as a five foot two woman. Well, well Jordan, I, you know, I admire Jordan, I, I want to follow up on something Mark said that, you know, as, as he talks about essentially the the female version of him and, and, and how much he likes that, then you made a really great point about something. You talked about how everyone's a hybrid wrestler these days and everyone kind of just wants to be this five tool player. But the, the genesis of pro wrestling is not steeped in that. And then you, 
you talk about styles making fights. I think that's so apt in terms of the art of professional wrestling. Jordan, you seem like you have a deep love for the art, for the business. Um, I, 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 I'm kind of curious because, you know, being raised on the divas, that was a, that was a different era, right? That wasn't so much a pro wrestling era. So what really spoke to you and, and what really keeps you going now as a, as a driving force in women's professional wrestling in professional wrestling in general? Um, well, wrestling has changed a lot since I first started. It kind of did a complete 180. You don't have right. to be, yeah, you don't have to be a specific size or you don't have to have a specific look in order to be a woman in wrestling anymore. So, I mean, I'm not going to lie. There are times throughout my career that I've just been like, I don't think I'm ever going to make it because I don't look like any of these women. Yeah. And I would say probably just within the past like five years, I guess with the Me Too movement that happened and people liking women that looked outside of the norm, that's when my stock started to rise and people started to appreciate good women's wrestlers and not just models that also could wrestle. Let me ask you then, how does that play into a match that you're looking at tonight uh, against Deanna Perrazzo? Obviously, there seems to be some real heat there. Deanna is, I would say, cut from that prototypical cloth in some ways. Obviously, you know, she has her history. Do, do you pull from that when you head into a matchup like tonight? Does that always kind of stay in the back of your mind, that struggle that you went through, that business that you, you know, once knew grew up on that you've watched change? Do, does that stick with you? The struggle is always on the back of my mind. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't say that I have a, a chip on my shoulder, but I do feel like I have something to prove 24-7. Well, let me ask you about this. As we talk about Slammiversary tonight, obviously you have uh, your match with Deanna Perrazzo. I know a lot of people are looking forward to that. But, but listen, this feels like, Jordan, a, a really big moment and night for impact, right? I, I feel like there's a, there's an opportunity for impact here. I feel like this is the most important pay-per-view they've had in quite some time. There's obviously a lot of buzz about returning potential members, debuts, whatever the case may be. Right. But there's also a lot of attention on this night. How are you feeling? Does it feel like that to you? Like it feels special to me. It feels special to a lot of fans. Does it feel special to the woman who's defending her title tonight? It definitely feels special to me. This is, I think, my first singles match as champion on a pay-per-view, and it's the biggest pay-per-view of the year. So yeah. I'm nervous and excited, <laughs> and I can feel I can feel the aura around the entire the entire show. I guess you would say. You know what? I, I, two things. Um, I've never seen your name spelled the way you spell it. And I wanted to know about that. And the other thing is you mentioned earlier about your size. And I was always told never mention a woman's size unless she mentions it. Uh, you, you'd be very popular in where, I'm, where I'm from. Um, <laughs> as far as like your build, you look like a power lifter. You mentioned about your power lifting. Like what is your, what is your favorite lift? What was the lift that you identified with the most? My favorite lift is, is bench. Like that's my favorite one. I've always been, I've always had a super strong upper body and that's the one I always excelled in. Did you ever try weightlifting? Uh, like as far as what? Like, like Olympic weightlifting, overhead lifts. <sighs> no, I, no, I never, I've never tried anything like that. I just, I think I'm mostly scared of how it would affect my joints. You mean like CrossFit, right? Yeah. Like the snatch and clean jerk. Yeah, so I'm just, I'm really afraid with wrestling and CrossFit, how that would affect my body overall. I definitely don't want CrossFit to negatively impact anything I'm doing in wrestling. Okay, good. Because I know it takes, it takes years to be able to do those kind of lifts properly. And a lot of people who are beginners get hurt right at the start. Yeah, I mean, if you, can you do a handstand? Yes. You'll be all right. <laughs> like when people are people that get into Olympic weightlifting are really good athletes. They're explosive. If you can be, if you're flexible and have flexibility in your wrists and flexibility in your shoulders, you can be a weightlifter. All right. I, you'd have to get an evaluation that with somebody really good before I advise you to do that kind of training. But 
um, you're doing right. Stay away from anything that might injure you because you know, <laughs> the bills get paid by, you know, uh, you pressing people and dropping them on your head, on the head. So. <laughs> yeah, I watch the, the CrossFit games and they, they do some crazy stuff sometimes. <laughs> Speaking of, uh, uh, of uh, you know, making the moments and, and, and obviously not wanting to get injured uh, and training for, you know, big matches, you know, Deanna Perrazzo, this is, as you said, Jordan, this is a huge moment for you. Obviously, you're defending your title tonight at Slammiversary. Uh, it's going to be on pay-per-view. Like, what is, on, a, on, a, on a day like this, right, you wake up, obviously, it's, it's early in the morning. You got to come out here with Mark and I. But, I mean, I, like, do you try to, like, I don't know what your hobbies are. I don't know if you're, like, a gamer. I don't know if you, like, to read like I don't like are you focused on the match today are you trying to calm yourself down so you don't think about it I'm just very curious as to your mindset heading into such a a monumental moment for yourself in your career and and being so early in your career dude I've been I've been thinking about this match 24 7 since it was announced (laughs) (laughs) I've I can't I can't sleep some nights just because I'm thinking about I'm thinking about stuff like (laughs) Yeah, that's love. That's, that's how bad that's it is. Like right last there. night, yeah, last night I was up. I was tr- trying so hard to sleep, and I was like up to like three a.m. I was like, "God, just just go to sleep. You have all day tomorrow. Come on." <laughs> and you have to do this interview in four hours. <laughs> so I hope you got your eyes closed for at least a little bit of that, at least a little bit. But you know what? Then you look at like Michael Jordan in the, in the flu game or the pizza game or whatever. Sometimes when you're like delirious or you're sick and you've been up for 24 hours, sometimes that creates some like weird magical energy and you do your best work. You know, it's weird like that. It does. Cause the adrenaline that you get yeah. affects you like in an extreme way, but also afterwards, after the adrenaline comes down, you feel like you're going to die. So that's the negative. <laughs> well, you know what? Oh, you know what though? All that means, Jordan, is it's just going to be easier for you to actually sleep once this is all over. Then you can just sleep <laughs> yeah. for like you 15 hours. So. Yeah, right. <laughs> hey, <laughs> let me ask you this. And we're really, uh, we're really happy to be joined by Jordan Grace right now. Impact champion. Obviously she's going to be meeting Deanna Perrazzo tonight at Slammiversary. You know, okay. Wrestling talk aside, Jordan, one of the things that, and I've only, I've only been following you for about a year on, on social media. So I haven't been a, a fan or as following along as some people, but one thing over the last year that I've enjoyed since uh, you kind of came on my radar is your outspokenness towards social issues on social media. I'm the same way. Right. But I'm always battling with, Oh shit, man. Like, is this going to cost me my career? Like, is, is am I going to offend someone with power? And then they're not going to want to take a chance on me. Yada, yada, yada. Right. Like, but mm-hmm. I also have this thing inside me that is none of this matters, right? Pro wrestling doesn't matter. My job doesn't matter. Sports don't matter. The only thing that actually matters is making this world a better place and speaking up against injustices. So Black Lives Matter, some of the things that's happening in politics, I'm outspoken. I also see that that you're outspoken. How much pride do you take in that? Is there worry and anxiety like for maybe like a guy like me? Like, I wonder if I should be, you know, speaking up about it, but I feel like I have to. I just take me through your mindset, your kind of approach to social media and, and your approach on social issues, because I genuinely do find it so interesting and an interesting part. I know it's not a part of your character, but it does make me like you more. <laughs> well, I first of all, I'll tell you, I do feel the exact same way you do. I feel like it all the time. I've already pissed yeah. people off that are in power. I'm blocked by people in WWE that I really wish I wasn't blocked by, but at the same time, I mean, what can I, am I just not supposed to say anything ever about things right. that I care about? So, I mean, I feel the exact same way. I think on a larger scale, because when you have a lot of followers and you say stuff, obviously you're going to offend someone out there. And these people are absolutely relentless when it comes to trying to track something down about your past Hmm. to put it out there to invalidate what you're saying as relevant and as right as it may be. So that's the main issue that I have is no matter what I say, someone is going to get offended and it could definitely destroy my career one day. Well, I think in the, in the social climate that we're in, Jordan, uh, you're doing the right thing. Stand up. Uh, you will not be denied. Your talent is undeniable and you're going to have allies. And, and for the people that don't follow you, who fucking cares? Like they don't, they don't, <laughs> they don't deserve your attention or mine. Um, you, you, you go and do you and be the best you, you could be. 
and be a one that's tolerant and one that that's you know God fearing and respectful like you are. Uh, I, I I hope that you don't uh, don't let who follows you or who don't follow you influence your decisions. You be you. You do the good things that you're doing, and um, and and let the rest let the pieces fall where they may. If if I can help you in any kind of way in any capacity, uh, you let me know. Thank you, Mark. I really appreciate that. I definitely need people on my side. Yeah, let's go. I want to. I want to run through some walls now. I'm feel. I'm feeling motivated. I can do anything. That is great stuff from Mark Henry and Jordan. Man, I I can't tell you how much we appreciate the time, especially on a day like this. Take Mark Henry's words, put them in your back pocket, and then go kick some ass tonight. All right. All right. Thank you so much. I'm definitely gonna. I'm definitely gonna put those words on repeat whenever I'm feeling down. Thanks for listening. Catch us Monday through Saturday on Busted Open from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM. Fight Nation Channel 156. The Busted Open Podcast. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.